Home is part of the Boing Boing Podcast Network. If you like what you hear, check out boingboingpodcast.com for more great shows like Flash Forward, Gweek, Futility Closet, and You Are Not So Smart. You can learn more about this show at homestoriesla.net. A program note, by the way, this is the last episode of Season 2. I'm going to take a breather, develop some new stories, do some fresh reporting, and I'll return with an all-new Season 3 in June. See you then. Places that are comfortable, welcoming, we call them homey. Why do we do that? I think it's because, among the many other things it is, home is an aspiration. It's an ideal. There are things we want from it. Things we need. Warmth. Familiarity. Stability. It also helps if they serve a really good burger there. This is Home, Stories from L.A. I'm Bill Barol. I want to tell you about a cozy little 26-seat restaurant that is high up on my personal list of greatest places in the world. The story begins, for me at least, in 1990. I was very new in Los Angeles at the time, writing on a sitcom called Anything But Love. And one day my boss, Peter Noah, took the usual daily round of suggestions for a place to deliver lunch. Somebody nominated the apple pan, and Peter's eyes lit up. I must have looked as mystified as I felt because Peter said to me, What, you've been here a month and you haven't been to the apple pan? I shook my head. I couldn't imagine what, with that odd conjunction of nouns for a name, the apple pan could even be. I've never forgotten what happened next. In the vaguely envious way of someone who was about to watch someone else have a great experience for the very first time, a first time he himself could never have again, he said to me, You're in for a treat. He was right. But he couldn't have known how right he was. Because that lunch that day, working on a show few people now remember, in a business I don't even work in anymore, that lunch materially altered my experience of life in Los Angeles. Forever. The Apple Pan opened its doors in April 1947, on a quiet stretch of Pico Boulevard in West L.A. Pico is now one of the main east-west thoroughfares on the west side. It's thoroughly urbanized and congested. And the major defining feature of the Apple Pan's block is the huge and hugely cheerless Westside Pavilion shopping mall. So much has changed. But if you were to walk through those same doors today and you could somehow overlay what you saw with an image of the place on the day it opened and compare the two and try to figure out what was different, you'd very quickly come to the conclusion that it was... (laughs) Nothing. Nothing would look different at all, honestly. we Just the surroundings. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, across the street was, were pony rides. And, uh, you know, they're, then they're uh, up a little bit on Pico, uh, where it was the drive-in theater, the first one around here. <laughs> it, yes, it, that part's changed, but as far as inside our place, no, we had plaid wallpaper. We still have plaid wallpaper. I... Uh, 
everything is basically the same. That's two generations of Apple Pan ownership you just heard. Sunny Sherman runs the place. She started in the pie room at 18 and took the restaurant over at 30, 30 years ago. Her mom, Martha Gamble, ran it before her, and she inherited it from her parents, Alan and Ellen Baker, who founded it. Sonny literally grew up in the place. Martha was the restaurant's first waitress. Well, I'm surprised anybody ever came back after that, really. I was terrible. Just terrible. Now, you've heard me talk about burgers and pies. That's basically what you get at the apple pan. The menu also includes ham sandwiches, tuna salad, egg salad, but I don't know anybody who goes there for these things. They're basically the weird outliers in the apple pan experience. You go there for the burgers, big, meaty things loaded with pickles and mayo in the California style, and enormous crisp wedges of iceberg lettuce and your choice of a relish or a hickory sauce, and pies, which are, of course, fresh-baked daily on site. The pie and burger thing is big in L.A. People across town tend to pledge their loyalty to a place in Pasadena called, you guessed it, Pie and Burger. Me, I'm Team Apple Pan. I'm a hickory burger with cheese, fries, and banana cream pie person. And I have been for 26 years. Oh, Is that amazing. all? You're just a kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the thing about the apple pan. It's a place where a quarter-century tenure makes you kind of a newcomer. A place that's playing a long game. In a business that's almost entirely short game. Here today, gone tomorrow. And it's done that in a city where the pace of change can be dizzying, by being unchanging and steadfast to its core principles. I asked Martha if the place has made any concessions to modernity in its almost 70 years, and her answer was short and sweet. Not a thing. No, no. not really. And it's lucky for me because Sunny goes right along with the, the, our ideas, and uh, she, she's really just in there doing a great job. Both Martha and Sunny, who laugh a lot, would shed tears of laughter at the idea that their little hamburger joint has anything as grand as a mission statement behind it. But it does, and it goes back to Alan and Ellen, and it's still right there on the street side sign. Quality forever. I think that that's the one thing that's very important to all of us, is that if you had that burger 30 years ago, it's going to taste the same today. And, you know, it's... It would seem like, okay, you know what you're doing, but you just, there's just little things that go into it that you have to be on top of that, to keep it consistent. Then, are you finished? Yeah. Okay, I, I might add, uh, our employees stay with us for a long, long time. She isn't kidding. Charles Collins, who managed the place and worked the grill, retired from the apple pan in 2009. After 52 years there, the two principal countermen, Roberto and Hector, they've been there over 30 years each. You know, th I think that's kind of nice to come in and, gee, you can count on seeing the same person. And we, of course, like it because we like these guys. What's not to like? They're solid, professional restaurant men, the both of them. They hand you a napkin before you yourself know that you need it. They appear as if by magic right at the moment when you're starting to think about pie. If you visit the Apple Pan, and by now I hope you understand that you should, you'll find Roberto on the left side of the horseshoe-shaped counter and Hector on the right. You can depend on it. 
What I mean is they don't just whimsically swap sides from time to time. In fact, people who frequent the apple pan will sometimes ask each other, Hector or Roberto? Meaning, what's your side? Are you a Hector person or a Roberto person? Not as in you're choosing sides, one guy over the other, which would be a real Sophie's choice as far as I'm concerned. What they mean is, where do you line up when you walk in? Left side or right side? Roberto or Hector? This is a key question because there's a protocol at work, and it gets handed down from generation to generation. You pick a side when you walk in the door from Pico Boulevard, left or right, and you wait your turn to get seated, first come, first served, on that side. You do not cross sides. The six or so seats dead center on the horseshoe right in front of the door, they more or less constitute a free zone. That's just how it works. I can't remember who initiated me into the system, but the system, this is the point, the system has always been there. The system is sound. The system works. Yeah. Just evolved, you know, yeah. just as it got more crowded, it just kind of worked itself out. And our customers are very good about that, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll wait and they, there's never an argument about, oh, I wanted that seat or whatever. They never do. They're very, very... Uh, People you know, are pretty accommodating. You know, yeah. They'll move over if there's two people and if there's another seat so that those two people can sit over there. You know, they're pretty good sports. Yeah. Alan Baker, besides being a restaurant man, was a golf pro, and he split his time between Los Angeles and Illinois, motoring back and forth with the seasons. Martha remembers making the drive as a girl, and her parents studying the burger joints along the great American road. It winds from Chicago to L.A. More than 2,000 miles all the way. Uh, they wanted to be simple. I remember that. And uh, not flashy or, or that. Just, they just wanted to be kind of playing with good food. They were also canny enough, Alan and Ellen, or maybe just lucky enough, to buy a vacant lot on a then-sleepy stretch of Pico Boulevard and build a comfortable little place on it, a place that looked like a little house, and then hang on to it. Well, it's, it's nice. It, it worked uh, out well, the spot he picked, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it really uh, uh, is something that uh, is very nice when you don't have to pay that uh, monthly Lease. A spiraling real estate market has proven irresistible to the property owners behind more than one great little independent business. My favorite New York City burger place, Prime Burger, succumbed in 2012 when the owners of its building on West 51st Street decided to cash out after 74 years. Martha and her family, of course, sitting on what's now a wildly busy and viable stretch of commercial real estate, they've had nibbles. Yeah, pretty good-sized nibbles, yeah. But uh, I know when my mother and dad were around, they just turned their back on anything like that. And so far, Sonny and I, uh, you know, we're just not interested at all because we do like our little place. And, and it's kind of a family. I mean, these guys, it's their livelihood, too, you know, and we want to keep that going for them, not just for ourselves. So the future looks secure enough, at least for now. But Sonny is too good a businesswoman to say for sure. 
She's 60 now, and her two sons work outside the family business. One's a teacher, one's a cop. I ask her if she's given any thought to a succession plan against that day when she does choose to step aside. Um, thought, yes, but answers, no. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Honestly, that answer stops my heart a little bit. But the truth is, it makes perfect sense. Because the apple pan has never been about the future. Or, for that matter, the past. It's about an eternal present. An experience that stays the same. A place that looks the same. A product that tastes the same. And a sense of welcome that never wavers. It may not be a place where everybody knows your name, but... It is a place where Hector or Roberto most likely know your order. Warmth, comfort, familiarity. That's home. Or close to it. I mean, we've got great guys that work for us. They're all happy to be here. We're happy to have them here. The people come in and, you know, we want it to be a good experience. So I think kind of everybody's looking for the same thing. Before I go, I ask Martha and Sonny if they've ever given any thought to what a big hole it would leave in the life of this big city if they ever were to close their doors. No, but I, uh, I think it's a, a, a nice idea. I like that, yeah, yeah. We don't want to get too big on ourselves, you know. We, <laughs> we'd like to think it would make a difference, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> we're not that cocky. <laughs> I guess the lesson is, the future isn't promised to any of us, so pick your side and order now. And get the banana cream pie.